Hi, this is Manna Jagya, and in today's lecture, we are going to discuss about England in the seventeenth century. Yes, we are going to discuss about the political and social conditions of England in the seventeenth century. So let's begin the early seventeenth century. Let's start from the early seventeenth century. It ranges from sixteen zero three to sixteen sixty. Now, this was the time when James One comes on screen. after the death of queen elizabeth elizabeth the queen was from the tudor dynasty and since she did not have any children uh, the ruler from another house that is the stuart dynasty comes into the screen who is james the 1st james the 1st ruled from 1603 to 1625 now let us also talk about the church of england and the puritans what is the difference between the church of england and puritans church of england stands for anglican church which was uh, which uh, the authority of the church belonged to the king the authority of the church went into the hands of the king that was called as the anglican church also church of england and on another side we have puritans so when you consider puritans you can imagine that all the uh, power and all the authority would be in the hands of common men trying to make a change a reformation puritans were a sect of people who had similar belief and they believed that the priest the leader of the church or the king should not have any authority when a person wants to become religious but a person should have uh, should be himself in touch with the bible and the holy script he must himself understand the message of god and get closer to god so church of england the doctrine is about um, uh, free will first of all because it was the king uh, who uh, started this anglican church and this entire doctrine was based on free will free will in the sense where you are uh, you can decide whether you have to follow the church of england or you want to go to the side of puritans and everything that you do is acceptable here because king henry it had multiple wives and he kept on marrying different women because he wanted a son and the priest did not uh, agree to his standards so that is why king henry the 8th passed the act of supremacy and he converted the church into church of england anglican church and he passed the doctrine doctrine is the common message that the message that would be followed in the church would be that of free will that everybody is free to do whatever he wants and the priest will not tell us that what we should follow and what we should not now the church of england has the worship book of common prayer the book from where they worship that that book is called as the book of common prayer and uh, they follow all other rituals that like they wear uh, robes and they have several ceremonies and all now let's come to puritans puritans doctrine is that faith should be based on bible alone and they also follow the sabbath what is sabbath sabbath is considered as a very holy day and in sabbath you have to take rest you cannot work on the sabbath like sunday so sunday is like sabbatical to everybody and nobody goes to work so this has been followed from generations uh, prior and uh, puritans were the one who <coughs> 
strictly observed the holy day and they also followed all the rituals of uh, altars altar is the place where the sacrifices are done and um, they did not follow any religious icons like priests and all and their worship was simply based on emphasis on preaching reading the bible and they had very simple rituals then comes the jacobian religious prose let us start with jacobian the period of james 1 ruling is called as the jacobian period so we are going to here talk about what religious prose works came into being 1611 you all might be knowing that it is the year when king james version of the bible was published this was this bible was extremely authentic and uh, very you know uh, minute attention was given to the translation it was graceful and it was highly influential uh, it influenced many people and it meant to be understood and read by commoners so the style was very simple and direct and it aimed at the common reader the sermons recorded in the bible were of different styles they varied from different styles from highly rhetorical to plainly spoken english then uh, there were tracts that were published tracts are like basically articles but they are religious tracts and they were known as cases of conscience the tracts that were published during this time these were religious tracts and they were known as cases of conscience then there were several essays also montaigne was the french writer who invented uh, uh, the form essay and uh, francis bacon was the first english essayist because he wrote the first english essays there were a few scientific treatises also treatises again like an article so but these were scientific then speculative and imaginative literature also came up like robert burton wrote anatomy of melancholy then uh, isaac walton wrote the complete angler francis bacon again wrote the uh, essay the new atlantis which is also called as scientific utopia then it was lady mary roth who wrote urania it is a prose romance i'll be discussing with all these uh, later on uh, let us also talk about the poetic modes in the jacobian period now what is mode mode is a form a style many modes many classical modes were formed during this period like the epigram epigram is what epigram is a short witty poem which compresses wit and insight that is called as epigram then ode came up in this period what is ode ode is a lyric poem addressed to a person uh and it has a very elevated style and it is often written to give praise to a particular thing like you must have studied ode to an onion ode to the skylark ode to an evening so a very general thing but you know written in a very elevated style like uh, john keats writes ode to the gracian urn so he praises the urn the vase but in a very elevated and a highly praising style then satire also came up in this age jacobian age and what is satire so satire is basically a complaint on the ills or the mishappenings of the society then love elegies came up what are love elegies love elegies are meditation on the trials of erotic desire and these love elegies are written in couplets then country house poems came up and country house poems are uh, basically poems that 
are a compliment to a wealthy friend or a wealthy uh, person and his and a description about his country house is given then verse epistles also came up verse epistles are letters generally written in poetic verse so epistle is a letter and verse epistle is the letters written in poetic verse then meditative religious lyrics came up then there were occasional poems as well poems written to commemorate a particular occasion or an event that is called as an occasional event when you are reminded of a particular occasion uh, so let's talk about a few writers uh, i would first like to talk about this very important name but very less discussed it is emilia lanier a e m i l i a emilia lanier l a n y e r uh she was born in 1569 and she died in 1645 and she was the first english woman to publish a book of poetry and uh, it has a feminist bent to her book and uh, she was the one who published the first country house poem that i have discussed in the last uh, uh, uh last time when i spoke about the country house poem so last lecture also i have uh, taken in detail about the country house poems in another group so she was the first english woman to publish a book of poetry and the name of her book is very important it is salve duex rex salve duex rex and this book is it has a feminist bent and uh, it has uh, the apology of eve and you know you must be knowing the story of adam and eve and eve was the first one who fell into sin and who took the fruit and ate it and disobeyed god so this book has the apology of eve eve is apologizing and she is protecting women in the work salve duis rex then next i would like to talk about ben johnson who came this in this era he was a popular poet and a playwright you all know about him he was born in 1572 and he died in 1637 he was known as the england's he was the england's first poet laureate and he also received king's pension then uh, he was also a classicist he was influenced by roman genres and ideals he also wrote various epigrams odes satire and there was also a group that came to be known as the tribe of ben so who were included in the tribe of ben this was a group in which younger poets who followed the style of ben johnson were included in this tribe of ben and they are also often classified as cavalier poets and these poets include robert herrick thomas carew edmund waller and sir john suckling some very important points that you should all remember then comes john dun on the screen who came in 1572 born in 17 1572 and he died in uh, 1631 i guess yeah uh, he was a poet and preacher as well and he writes very witty he has written some very witty writings he have also written satires and elegies he has also written occasional poems occasional poems remember i told you poems written to commemorate a particular occasion he has written songs and sonnets specifically his holy sonnets are very important and uh, famous then critics have described dun as the foremost metaphysical poets including uh, herbert george herbert henry vaughan crashaw marvel 
Treherne and Cowley. So critics describe him as the first metaphysical poet, pre-metaphysical poet. So this was about John Donne. Let me also give you a little introduction about this very important uh, writer, Lady Mary Roth. Now she was born in 1587 and I don't remember what uh, was the death date. Now why I'm telling you about this writer because she was the niece of Sir Philip Sidney. And uh, she lived and was educated at the Penshurst. It's a very important institution. She was educated there. And in 1621, she published this important work, The Countess of uh, Montgomery's Urania, which is a prose romance with a lot of poems in it. Then she also has published uh, several sonnets and songs. And... Uh, one of the important work is Pamphylia and Ephilanthus. Pamphylia and Amphilanthus. And this is a poem sequence with 103 sonnets and songs. And it depicts female voice and perspective. Again, a feminist work from a, a female writer. Then she has also published Love's Victory, which is a pastoral drama. And uh, you should also remember that she was a patroness to various poets, including Ben Johnson. Uh, then after this age comes Charles I and here we begin with the Caroline age that I'll take in the next lectures to come and the age of Charles I reigns from 1625 to 1649. Thank you.